Welcome to um Dragonfire Books episode 21. Today it's me and Ruby, except she smells much better because she just had a bath. And the book today we're the reviewing is Amber and Clay. Now, I've been doing a lot of Rick Riordan, Rick Riordan Presents books, but I think we're going to step outside that today, but it's not that far off because there's some mythology involved. Okay, so um, this book is Amber and Clay, as I said earlier. Um, the author is Laura Amy Schlitz. Um, it was published recently, in this, this year. Not exactly sure when, that's just when it said on the book. So, it's, um, fantasy, I think. And my mom got it for me because she heard about it on a podcast. So, um, the story is about two kids living in ancient Greece, Raskos and Melisto. Um, so in the beginning of the book, it's kind of like, well, here, here's like a summary. So, Raskos and Melisto, they, okay, so there is this myth by this guy, Pliny, and where it's like, humans used to be two people, but, uh, they, they, like, smushed together, but Zeus got mad because they were so powerful, and obviously he just wanted to be the, like, the most powerful one. So he, um, I didn't like them being almost as powerful, as powerful as him. So he chopped them in half. And when he, um, chopped them in half, then they turned into separate humans. So apparently Roscoe and Melisto, they're like cosmic twins, sort of. I'm not entirely sure how to describe it, but, um, that's them, um, and, okay, so they li- they're kind of, like, opposites, which is strange. They're, like, unlikely friends. So, um, Roscos is a Thracian servant. He's a slave. And at the beginning of the book, he's living with his mother and serving this wealthy family. And then Melisto is this rich girl, but her mom isn't super fond of her. So, because she's kind of not what her mother wanted. And she starts out with Melisto as five. Um, this was interesting because I'm not really used to books starting out when people are so young. But, um, that's how it starts. They um, do live in the same time, but, um, Melisto dies when she's 12 because, um, she had to go to this, uh, she was at this place called Boron for a few years because she had to, um, she, um, it was, like, to be respectful for Artemis Goddess of the Hunt, they had to, like, learn to survive and stuff, and she died when she was struck by lightning. So, um, she was a easy ghost when she and Raskos meet because, um, Raskos's mom ended up, when she was sold, being, um, being Melissa's um, nurse, and so, uh, when Melisto died, um, her name was Thrada, her masters called her, because she was Thracian. Um, and she cursed Melisto to find her son, and, and, she, and she couldn't go into the afterlife until she did that. Um, so that's kind of like the basics of the story, and it's kind of like, it's, there's more Rascos parts than Melisto parts, but... So, uh, we're gonna go on to the excerpt now. Okay, so we're just gonna start with the beginning of the book. Okay. Exhibit 1. 
Ostracon, or fragment of a broken pot, circa 400 BCE, found in the marketplace of Athens. The letters scratched on clay are unevenly formed, suggesting that the writer was learning to write. Though many words are missing, what remains is more remarkable. Some scholars have interpreted lines 10 to 11 to mean, I will be a free man someday, I will no longer be a slave. If this is so, the inscription gives us a unique example of a Greek enslaved person expressing himself in writing. Still more extraordinary is the writer's assertion that he, that he knew Socrates in the reference to Socrates' famous saying, The unexamined life is not worth living. A few art historians have been tempted to identify Roscos the Thracian as the horse painter, responsible for the famous red figure vases in the British Museum. While this is an appealing theory, there is little evidence to support it. Hermes speaks. Hermes here, the Greek god. No, don't put down the book. I'm talking to you. If the lines look like poetry, relax. This book is shorter than it looks. I am Hermes, a Greek god, young, fleet-footed, and good-looking. Note my winged sandals, my cloak, my crooked hat. I'm the jack that slays the giant, bringer of dreams and king of shames, the crafter of liars and sometimes of lies, protector of travelers, tricksters, and thieves. Also communication! Poetry, picture books, opera, the internet, television, smoking sizzle, whispers in the night. It's all my territory. I hear it all. What am I doing here? I can assure you I go everywhere. I can soar above Olympus, or dive into the deeps in the underworld, talk to the dead, and come out quick. That's a pun. Quick means alive, or used to. Which reminds me, I bring you a story that tells of of the quick and the dead, the tale of a girl as precious as amber, and the tale of a boy as common as clay. The meaning, the moral, is up to you. We gods swap stories, but you are the ones who who divine what they mean. I think because you suffer. We gods don't. We think pain is overrated. We watch you the way you watch television. If you make us laugh, and believe me, you do, we adore that. If you cry, so much better. That's a good show. But we don't lose sleep over your suffering, or puzzle over what it means. You poor mortals, you want to know why. But we gods don't suffer, so we don't care why. Where was I? The story. Two children. A boy, Roscos, and a girl, Melisto. Plus a bully, a wise man, and a bear. Wait, I found out something else. A tale I stole from a playwright. It may shed light on our story. Long ago, in the beginning... Every person was two people, gummed together like a globe. Belly to belly, four legs, four arms, twenty fingers, twenty toes. They could flip and turn cartwheels, a riot to watch. They could curl like waves, creep like spiders, and climb like monkeys. Double quick, so wise. Two words are better than one. Wait, did I mention the sex thing? Most of them were male and female. Hermaphrodite. The word comes from Aphrodite, my sister, and also from Hermes. That's me. But some of them were two men or two women. Either way, they were priceless, those fabulous two-for-one twins. The only thing was, they were bound to make trouble, plucky and puckish and proud to boot. And Zeus, my father, doesn't like trouble, so he decided to chop them in two. That's another thing. We Greek gods are not known for our tender hearts. So, he sliced up the twins as he'd cut up an apple, cutting their power in half. And ever since, people have been lonely. Where's my twin? What happened to my old self, my other half? The men who'd been fastened to women chased women. The men who'd been fastened to men chased men. And so forth. We watched. It was amusing. It's still amusing, all that panting and longing and loving and losing. Dear child, somewhere in the world is your missing piece, and you're going to spend your life trying to find them, as the case may be. I wish you good luck hunting. I wish you good luck. The children I spoke of before were like that. They weren't alike, but they fit together like lock and key. The boy, Raskos, was a slave boy. Unlucky at first. A Thracian boy. Thrace is north of Greece. Red-headed, nervy, neglected. A clever boy who was taught he was stupid. A beautiful boy whose mother scarred him with a knife. The girl, Melisto, started life lucky. A rich man's daughter. A proper Greek. 
Owl-eyed Melisto, a born fighter, prone to tantrums, hating the loom. A wild girl, chosen by Ernemus, and lucky, as I said before, except for one thing. She died young. This is their story. When it's over, if you like, you can tell me what it means. Roscoe and Thessaly. Chapter 1. Honey. I wonder if I speak aloud. Can my words reach you? It's been over a year since you spoke to me. You and Socrates, I lost you both the same month. I think of him, too, but you're the one I want to tell. I want you to hear me remember. Socrates taught me, if you don't think about your life, there's no life for a man. I've tried to write my story, but writing's slow, and Socrates said written words can't be trusted. When you read, you can't ask questions. You have to ask questions. Those are the most important things to remember, to ask questions. I think that the intro of Hermes definitely defines the book more. Um, because he go- he goes in and out throughout the story. The book is called Amber and Clay because um he's referencing that Rascos would be as common as clay and Ballisto as precious as Amber. What I found interesting in the about the book is it was written like a regular book, except it was in poetry format, which I found really interesting. It was really fun to read. It made the book a lot more interesting. There were some illustrations. Um. I forgot the illustrator's name, but she's included as one of the authors, um, one of the creators of the book. So, um, there were illustrations, like, when, when at the beginning, there was that exhibit thingy. With the exhibits, there are, like, pictures of the items that the exhibit is talking about. I want to read the book 9.9, because I feel like the end was a bit of a, it, was, it, it just kind of stopped. I would have liked it to continue. I think there should be a sequel. But it was only written recently, so so I'll have to wait a while to find that out. One of my final comments would be, it's really good. It was really just fun. It was a fun read. I didn't like it very much at the beginning, but then it was interesting as I went on. The book is not, um, it's not funny very much. It doesn't have that much action. So, I think that if you liked, um, if you like calmer, like, less fast-paced books, then this would be a good read for you. Personally, I really liked the book. Like I said before, it was a fun book to read. It wouldn't be in my top three favorites, but it's still one of my favorites. I really liked the book. Thanks for joining me today to talk about Amber and Clay. The book is available in hard or soft copy from Amazon, your local library, or your favorite and independent bookstore. This has been Allegro's Dragonfire Books. Thanks, as always, for listening. Don't forget to rate and review my podcast and Apple Podcasts. And you can always email me at bookswithallegro at gmail.com. Peace and happy reading!